recent pressures to limit or even forbid the discussion of, quote, divisive issues have led many teachers to avoid discussing the topics of race, racism, or social justice. The very mention of them brings discomfort, and many avoid talking about them at all costs, like the character Bruno in the Disney film Encanto. Hi, I'm Milton Allen Turner, and this week I'll be discussing why, as world language educators, we should and must talk about these issues, even if the conversations are difficult. Welcome to this week's episode of Worldviews. The recent Disney film Encanto tells the story of the Madrigal family, whose members often have magical gifts. But there's one member, Bruno, who apparently deserted the family under secret and shameful circumstances. The popular song, We Don't Talk About Bruno, is about the attempts of young Mirabel to get information about her uncle from the rest of the family. While we eventually learn that the stories Mirabel hears contain some facts and some elements of truth, most of them are either exaggerated, taken out of context, or are entirely wrong. But the reluctance or refusal of the family to discuss Bruno makes it frustrating for Mirabel to get any honest information at all, much less to be able to separate fact from fiction. Recent pressures to limit or even to forbid the discussion of, quote, divisive issues have led many teachers to avoid discussing the topics of race, racism, or social justice. Like Bruno, the very mention of these things brings discomfort, and many teachers avoid talking about them at all costs. But as world language educators, we should and must talk about these issues, even if the conversations are difficult. The winner 2022 issue of ACTFIL's The Language Educator has the topic focus of anti-racism in the world languages classroom. In their article, Anti-Racism in the World Language Classroom, How Language Teachers Can Lead for Change, Andrea Amato and Olivia Hussey explain why it's necessary for world languages teachers to engage in these discussions. They said, quote, the content of language classes naturally teaches us about different cultures and how we can connect with and compare to others. This allows us to design powerful learning experiences that invite our students to examine themselves in relation to the world around them. Anti-racist pedagogy empowers students to continue their paths towards self-discovery and to challenge the status quo. The authors further note that, quote, with roughly 79% of educators being white, critical self-reflection is even more essential for teachers. Similarly, in the stereotypical white suburbs, often surrounded by diverse working class urban communities, racial homogeneity is still the norm. And students in these spaces seldom engage with racial 
or ethnic diversity. Back in 2019, Ujuanya and L.J. Randolph Jr. argued in their article, Diversifying Language Educators and Learners, for the language educator that year, said, quote, that we must openly address race and racism in language education policies, instructional practices, and curriculum, regardless of the arguments that some make alleging that such discussions court controversy or are, quote, political and thus have no place in the language education classroom. Supposedly positive mindsets, such as colorblindness, which is a choice to deliberately ignore those differences and how they operate on the individual, systemic, and institutional levels, are neither neutral nor apolitical. They involve an ideological decision to not acknowledge the importance of a fundamental aspect of our students' identities and also to maintain the status quo that presents interests, experiences, and representations of certain populations, e.g. white, middle class, and heterosexual, as the norm. Ignoring the impact of race, equitable representation, and meaningful participation of minoritized populations in language education negates how profound that impact can be. The representation of people of color in our classrooms is essential. Their lack of visibility in our classrooms reinforces a dangerous and hurtful message. In their article, Interrogating Racial Ideologies, Enabling Anti-Racist World Language Learning via the IPA, in the winter 2022 issue of the Language, Artic- Language Educator, Lauren Miranda and Francis John Troyan note, the urgency of addressing this black invisibility within the Spanish classroom is critical when we consider the deeply rooted anti-black ideologies that endure throughout the United States and Latin America. While you are certainly conscious of the permanence of anti-black racism in the U.S., the pervasiveness of anti-black sentiments throughout Latin America may be surprising to those familiar with the discourses of racial meritocracy often mobilized by Latin American writers and politicians. The invisibility of people of color is not only restricted to our textbooks and our instructional materials. Cassandra Glenn, Kashana Hines-Gaither, and Tamari Jenkins point out in their article, Increasing Black Representation in Languages, Lessons from the Past and the Present, in the same issue of the Language Language Educator, state that, quote, only three and a half percent of foreign language education degrees are awarded to black or African-American graduates. These data indicate that the teacher gap persists between the growing diversity of K through 16 student populations and the largely white teaching staff of US institutions. In short, we are seeing little change in the diversity of either the students 
or the teachers in our world languages classrooms in the United States. Kishana Heinz Gaither and Cecile Axilien in their article, Anti-Racism in the World, Class, world Language Classroom, emphasized that, quote, educators can begin incorporating anti-racism from day one at all levels, including the novice level. For example, setting the stage at the very beginning of the class may mean revealing the large numbers of people of color who are L1 speakers in our target language. Educators can be intentional in showing images of indigenous African descendants and other identities of target communities. Heinz Gaither and Axelien list 10 principles of anti-racism for world languages, classrooms, and teachers. Four of these principles that I'll highlight are principle one, silence is the enemy of anti-racism. Principle six, educators need to understand that an anti-racist classroom undeniably changes the game for students of color while also enabling white students to understand how privilege, power, and positionality play out in white dominant cultures. Principle nine, educators should be aware that being social justice minded does not automatically equate to being anti-racist. And principle 10, educators need to acknowledge that the majority of our textbooks and curricula have thrived on racist practices that silenced the voices and omitted the experiences of people of color and were not written by BIPOC scholars. Not speaking up and remaining silent is the worst thing we can do as educators. Spoiler alert for the movie Encanto. In Encanto, we discover that Bruno has been largely misunderstood and never left the family at all. He's endured a self-imposed invisibility, and the rest of the family seems to be happy to not know that he's there. Eagle-eyed viewers of the film and promotional posters have pointed out images where Bruno was in the background or the shadows, but nevertheless on screen throughout the movie. Let's stop forcing people of color to lurk unseen in the shadows. Let's talk honestly and openly about race and anti-racism so that everyone can have their proper seat at the family table. Thank you for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this week's show and that you found something in it to spark a deeper conversation leading to greater understanding. I'm Milton Allen Turner, and I invite you to join me again next week for more Worldviews.